kids. Welcome to the Capital Life Podcast. I am your host, Abby Pagood. This is where we talk about all the things that life brings. The good, the bad, and of course, the healthy. And today's episode is called Footprint in the Sand. We're talking about impressions we make. And I have an amazing episode of Keeping It Real with Real People for you with my special guests, Jono Mulville and Bobby Schultz. Welcome to the Capital Life, boys. Thank you. Hi, Thank yeah. You. Glad to be here. <laughs> so before we dive in, we got to make sure that you guys check out our Wicked Awesome promotion on our focus program. So go to CapitalHealth.com. That's K-A-P-I-T-O-L Health.com and check out all the focus programs. Focus programs are designed to target your specific need, your area. If it's a knee pain issue, a shoulder problem, even if you want to milf it up and look like a hot mom, go check out the focus programs. It is all video demonstrated, everything that you need and use code the capital life. It will get you $15 off all programs, not one, not two, all programs. This episode of The Capital Life is brought to you by the Amaya team. When we talk about mortgages, mortgages, good Lord, that's boring. It's boring, it's complicated, nobody wants to do it. But if you go to the Amaya team, check them out. Not only do they make it fun, they're also educational and they will get you where you need to be and not fucking screw you over. So check out the Amaya team by going to the Capital Partners page on capitalhealth.com and just go ask the questions whenever you have the questions. Please like and share and rate us on whichever platform you are listening to us on. It's how we really start to spread the good in the world that needs it so much right now. Okay, let's get into footprints in the sand. Okay, so super important for people to know, um, one of our special guests is actually my cousin, and he is the baby cousin. Mm-hmm. And how many years did we figure out that we are apart? Uh, you and me? Yeah. 16 or 17, right? Yeah, 16 or 17 years, right? Well, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so 22. he's, you guys are both 22. Mm-hmm. I'm about, like, I'll be 40 next year. I turn 39. I'm still a young 39. So we're not there yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but Jono here, you brought this creature up. And he is one of the freaking, like, so fits in with the family, super wicked cool dude. I absolutely have loved getting the kids to get to know him and enjoy him and just you being who you are. Because you are just so freaking much fun. Always happy for the positive uh, endorsement, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and that's really super good. Now, the one thing I wanted to ask is we're talking about impressions. So I kind of wanted to put you on the spot, being that you don't know me. Totally fine. And I actually wanted you to tell our listeners what my impression was upon, how did I impress upon you? I don't know. Abby's really cool. She's really chill. Like, um... You don't have to be nice. I know. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I wanted the good <laughs> no, and no, the bad Abby's in the really quirky. cool. She's, I mean, don't get me wrong. She's definitely like a lot of a human being, but as someone else who is kind of a lot too and goes on tangents about like random stuff that I like and it's different stuff but like we do it in a similar sort of way uh, it's like it's cool to meet another person like that and because uh, we're rare we're really yeah, a rare breed not a lot of people don't mind talking I don't know it's I, I have a tendency to talk over people a lot and it's like um, he does yeah, do yeah I do that all the yeah. time but it's like also one of those things too is like okay when I meet a lot of people and I have a conversation and I can be a lot, I'm like, a, you know, I'm a loud personality. I'm very outgoing, whatever. A lot of people assume that I'm just an extrovert and I'm actually an introvert. Like I, if I do extroverts regenerate when they are like having their social outing mm-hmm. where I am like in, in, I'm such an introvert because I can't restore unless I, like, have my quiet time and have my hermit. Oh, I'm the exact same. I mean, you probably... Bobby, Bobby's probably... Yeah, I'm an introvert. Used to yeah. it, but I, like, sometimes I kind of have to, like, disappear and, like, recharge my social battery. But you do the intro... Bobby, you do the introverted thing as in, like, you're naturally kind of quiet mm-hmm. anyway, and that's how most people see introverts as. Yeah. They don't think, like, the loud personality, but I, I'm always fascinated because when I say something to somebody... They're almost shocked and like, where the fuck is she going with this conversation? And then they're like, 
what the fuck would just happen here? But there is in a positive way, and they're just like, wow, that was refreshing or different or yeah. rare, uh-huh. and then it's okay. But I find that with our personalities, we can very much like have that effect on people, yeah. and then they don't really know how to handle us. And they don't even really know what they're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. No, I totally understand. Like, um, I don't know. I, it's just been really nice being up here. Like, uh, I was not super anxious, but definitely a little anxious to be, like, staying with you guys. Especially since, like, as much as I know Bobby and, like... You don't know us. We've never met Yeah, us. we've never met you yeah. before. And as, no, as long as I've known Bobby for, like, his whole life. Like, we are the coolest met. out of our entire family. I'm just it, it's nice to know. I'm just teasing. I think we have other cool people too, but we're the best. I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, Bobby. Where's your vote? Where do, where, do you, where does your alliance uh, lie? You put him on the spot like that? No, uh, none of one in our family listens to this except for my mom. So we're fine. Be on the internet forever. Griffin's pretty cool. Griffin's the oh, best. Griffin is the favorite though. <laughs> Not outside of like, I mean, everybody's always. Bobby's the youngest of the cousins, mm-hmm. and so. With him, it was different. It was always like, make sure we're all taken care of. There's mm-hmm. a big gap. Because even 22, I think it's a 10-year gap from you and Griffin. I think mm-hmm. it's between 9 and 10 years or something. The before. Yes. Me. And we actually had, basically, my sister is born in 80. And then at starting Jeb, we had a cousin born every year until, and then it stopped at Griffin and then everyone was hoping Steve would finally get his act together, and and there you are. Yeah. And so we've we've got you now. Yeah. So that's super cool. Okay. So one of the reasons I actually really was compelled to have both of you guys on the show was because you guys are that younger generation. Mm-hmm. I'm starting to realize, oh crap! You know, I don't fit into the Gen X, but I don't fit into the millenn- I'm like kind of in the crossbreed. Of the millennial and the Gen X. There's a name I've for it. I've never been clear on this. Are we Gen X? Is that no, what we're? No. No. We're younger than I, that? I think you... Are Gen Z? I think, I think you guys might be Gen Z. Ugh. Or somewhere around that. I'd have to look it up. But, and I didn't, and that's not, I didn't research it or I would have been prepared. <laughs> yeah. um, but like you guys are right in that cross point between, you might be millennials. I think you guys are millennials, and I think Gen Zers are like my kid, like my daughter is oh, probably Gen okay, Z, okay, and okay. you guys are should be millennial. Uh-huh. Um, but I have noticed like the world has changed so much in so di- many different ways. Not just from when you're a kid, mm-hmm. things are so different, mm-hmm. right? Like, and then you look twenty years later, and things so much has changed and transition. But I feel like your generation. It's probably the most affected from a lot of the shifting and the changes. Yeah, things have definitely changed, like, a lot. Especially since we're kind of the first generation to have, uh... Like, especially our grade in school is kind of, like, the first... Like, like the grouping of, like, our grade plus maybe, like, two others in either direction are kind of the first kids to have been taught so significantly with technology. Right. In every facet of school not just in like computer lab or writing papers like technology was used in every single one of our classes with maybe the exception of like art but yeah, not that i remember when you stuff. we the i remember when it was a big freaking deal when we got a macintosh computer yeah. that was the small one because all we had were the big ones that like the monitor was mm-hmm. 40 pounds and then you had like, and then you had this big box, and you had a floppy disk that you had to put the the whole system into, and then you got to play your, you know, Oregon Trail, you know, game, and then it every kid got a turn with the Macintosh computer, and it was like, ooh, I got my five minutes of Macintosh computer, yeah. and I can't fucking stand Macs, like computers. I'm not a Mac brain. I am a PC brain, which is probably why. Mm -hmm. But then it's like, but I would never take my tablet away. I would never get anything but an Apple for my tablet. Uh, I really... Phone and... Not to like endorse Windows here wholeheartedly. I had a Surface. I loved my Surface. Okay. But the thing about the Surface is it's less of a tablet. Yeah, it's more of a computer. Yeah. I don't know. I have a weird feeling about the whole thing. I Obviously, when it comes to, like, performance and hardware in and of itself, 
Windows is better, I mean, across the board almost. I feel that way. But Apple just has such a good and simple operating system that it's kind of hard to knock yeah. on it. And, and the thing, the thing I, my issue is, I let, I, I switched over to the Apple for my phone because of like, the, that was what the kids had. And then uh-huh. like doing that was a lot easier on that than having to, mm-hmm. the crossover was more simple with the family connection. Yeah. But then it's like with my tablet, I like that I can still have my tablet be different entity mm-hmm. to my phone. But then they're like, oh, you can make it all the same and all connect. I don't want my fucking computer being the same. Like I, I go into a different brain mode. Yeah. I'm on I work mode. I have mm-hmm. to dive in. I don't want it to, I don't want my phone in my business when I'm trying to do business. Yeah. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I never thought about that actually. Really? Yeah. Well, my, yeah, my dad doesn't have, uh, I mean, it's like, it's like partially for like uh, security reasons, not like serious security reasons. Why he doesn't have his work email on his phone, but he's okay. just like, I don't want it on my phone. I like it separated. Like and he, when, if it's always there, then I yeah, feel exactly. like I'm constantly on. And it's like, and also my husband's like the worst when it comes to like when we're on vacation, I like to put my phone down. Yeah. I would leave it upstairs. I don't go to the beach with it. I now have to train myself to bring it because mm-hmm. he's constantly texting. Yeah. Well, texting feels like work to me because that's all I'm constantly yeah, yeah. doing. And so I know it's easy to answer it quickly, but I'm like, uh-uh. But with technology, I mean, where do you see the world going when it comes to like economics, like jobs? And like, do you see things going to a point where it's like the only job, is it jobs only going to be on electronics or What's your guys' opinion on that? Because I know that a lot of people in my generation freak the fuck out. Probably because they would were the ones that are going to be poor poppers and ha- have nowhere to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like people have more transferred over to, like, I feel like coding and, like, more computer-based stuff is, like, a lot more import- important than that is. Um, like, you're still going to have, like, mechanics. You're still going to have school teachers. But they're probably, most of their job is going to be like on tablets computers and like anything of that sort i feel like but if you have things like ai mm-hmm. coming out like can't they come up with school programs to yeah. teach it yeah. without not having teachers they probably could yeah i don't think any. i mean it's gonna be a me and bobby if you want my opinion i think me and bobby and our kids will probably be dead and gone before people Switch would over be to accepting that? of a non-human yeah, teaching yeah, their children, and even then, it might not ever happen. Yeah. Okay, because like I, the thing that one I look at AI and I'm like, oh my god, you could t- literally do plagiarism books right now, mm-hmm. right? Because that's what it would be. Like you'd be like, hey, I need a story yeah. of a rabbit and a turtle, like conquering a hill, yeah. and then they could come up with the entire thing. And then you could basically right now ask them to do that, print it, and self-publish it and sell it online and have it be a book. Yeah, but if you can... But then it's plagiarism. If you can can make a good enough AI to do that, you're better off making millions of dollars working for Google. Okay. Okay, so then that would be like more development within the technology Mm -hmm. region. That's That's what I was more saying, like... The jobs coding. working on coding and computing and computing and all that sort of stuff will be much more important yeah. for the future. Like okay, and we are, yeah, sorry. yeah, sorry, no, you're good. And we, I mean, if if anything, it'll probably end up in a raise of salaries for certain uh, blue collar positions. I mean, there's a nationwide shortage of people who know how to work with their hands now, right? And like things are only gonna get more. Not worse, but more in that direction. So it might, well, it might end up being that those jobs end up making a lot more money than like. Your well, they already are, people, plumbers, electricians, all that's where the money is now mm-hmm. for future generations. But mm-hmm. the problem is, is that a lot of your generation doesn't want to do that. Yeah. So that's what I'm always eyeballing because I've always told my son for years because school just wasn't his thing, and it and it's it's not that he hasn't found it. It's just that he didn't found something that he was passionate about going to study. Mm -hmm. And so I just told him, don't invest until you're ready because it just doesn't make any sense Mm -hmm. because I don't want you getting lost in it and then having a degree to like not doing what something that you even know. And so I always said, you know, a trade school would be a better because you'd walk in making bank. Like there's a lot of people that 
become a plumber. And then within that, like they walk into a job already making a minimum of 90 yeah, to 100K. as you learn to do Yes, exactly. And then they usually start their own business and then they're making more bank after that. And then the whole family, then, you know, that's where you get the, you know, the dad was a plumber, my son was a plumber, like, like all these people are yeah. plumbers. But the thing is, is that they know how to fix shit. Yeah, they know how to fix shit and it creates a, a much more stable, like, environment to raise your kids in and to, like, have something to pass down to them. And even if you have, like, a bunch of kids and you have to, like, end up splitting it to a certain degree. Yeah. And even if the share, for lack of a better word, shares of the company end up incredibly diluted over, like, the next couple of generations, there's always a place for your, like future generations of kids to like work and stuff right and that's like and that's what i've noticed is that like a lot of people are kind of they're getting away from corporate america which i absolutely love because they're they want the more organic home like legit genuine people and they want to put their money with genuine companies that they support which i do your generation is really paving the way of enlightenment for human human for humanity because in certain ways, in a sense, there's other ways that it's not, but in a in the sense of if it doesn't resonate with you or if it doesn't align or somebody is like fucking like scathy as shit, mm-hmm. you're like, oh, fuck that. Yeah, like, I'm not going to tolerate it. I don't want to deal with the dramatics where, you know, you know, our grandparents were raised in the generation where it didn't matter if you thought a guy was an asshole, you kept going... You know, you're still just like, oh, how you doing? Da 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 da. And it's always the pretentious conversations. Mm-hmm. And I'm so fucking done with that. Like, I just, I'm not gonna schmooze. I'll be cordial and I'll be polite, but I'm not gonna end up investing my time with someone that's a dick. Yeah. Like, it's just not gonna happen. Now, one of the things I do notice you that your generation labels are coming back right like before oh in a big way oh so so when i was a kid stereotypes were the thing to you got stereotyped okay like you Mm -hmm. got put into like but then it was breaking the stereotype right so our generation was very much focused on not having stereotypes not having that like and your generation seems to be bringing labels back like a motherfucker yeah i really don't what is with that in what way do you mean Everything has to have a title or a context and an identity or a, or a, um, or something, yeah. something like you have to be put into a category or a box. Mm-hmm. And the fact is, is that none of that shit matters because when you're going through each of your life phases, what you are in your twenties is turns is different at your mid twenties to your thirties, yeah. to your forties, to your sixties. Like you go through all these phases in your life. Why do you need to put a title being what you are when in five years you're going to mold and change and you might believe something different or you might, you know, have a, a life experience that ends up changing your perspective. And that's the thing that bothers me is that I feel like people get fixated on the title mm-hmm. or the label or the like group that they associate with. Right. And it's like for, and I don't know if it's an acceptance thing or if it's like having a, a place of, of longing. And I think technology have actually comes back into this one because, I mean, back in the day, the most you dealt with categories in your normal life was like what? Going to the gro- Like not internally, but like the way you categorize stores and like looking through different categories at Blockbuster or okay. like not even the different sections of like a store. But now it's... Everything you look at on your phone has a category and it kind of forces you to put itself in that every time you open Netflix, Amazon, anything you're looking through categories and you're doing that more often now. And what your preferred to viewage. And your preferred to viewage. And I mean, the first thing you do on a dating app is age and gender. preference. Everything. Okay. Well, so, and this is the thing that, this is the thing that like, I... It bothers me on the level of the fact that when we get into labels, it to me, it creates separation. It starts creating that division and then it creates like, then it's just going to create more havoc. Mm-hmm. And the other thing that bothers me about it is like, 
you used to, okay, I love the devices and how, you know, oh, you go on your Netflix and then it's like, hey, by the way, since you watch this, here's X. Like, yeah. you know, try this out. I love that that happens. The only thing that I don't like is that then you're only getting things you like, which means you more narrow-minded and in your box to the point where you're completely oblivious to other things that are happening in the world. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, I don't want to say it's dumbing down society, but I feel like it's not keeping them in the loop. Mm -hmm. And it's like people become completely unaware of what's going on. Like, I don't give a rat's ass. Like, if someone, what someone identifies in, their sexual preference, whatever, I don't give a shit. And we've noticed, my husband, like my husband and I, we've never spoke about color with our kids. Mm -hmm. My kids do not know the difference. They never knew the difference between someone that was black, Asian, white, whatever. They've just known, oh, they're a little bit tanner than I am. Mm -hmm. And that was it. And... I don't like having conversations like that come up because it's continuing the problem. We should see humans as humans. Yeah, well, it's interesting because, like, as much as, like, we don't, I mean, I guess we, we went to a really progressive... Pegasus? Pegasus. Yeah. We went to a really progressive, me and Bobby did, for, like, what, you until fourth grade and me until fifth grade and what yeah. is pegasus is that a is uh, that a school yeah it's a private school okay. in uh, huntington beach okay huntington beach if you're listening and um <laughs> we went to a really progressive school with a really diverse um, set of kids i mean mostly white kids still because it's southern california right but a fairly diverse sense of, like amount of kids and even well, when we and when we eventually went into like uh public school and high school are what it was pretty much a 50 50 split between like white people and hispanic people and at the private catholic high school i went to it was like an almost even split of like races which i don't even like want to go sort of go into you don't have to but what i've seen is less of like a i mean people obviously identify with the like race of theirs especially in like almost more so in um like different cultures because a lot of uh well i think it's a familiarity Mm -hmm. okay like my husband if he's if there's another islander around he's gonna go and be like hey bro what's up like and he'll start hanging out with him it's to me it's not about segregation and it's not about division and it's Mm -hmm. not about like what race it's because it's familiar yeah i don't know what it's like to be black period i'll never know but i do find it funny that my hair products literally say African pride on it. (laughs) And it's because it's the only stuff that can tame my hair. And when I bought this hair care stuff at the Sally's, what Sally's beauty shop, you know, I had this amazing like person. I walked in, she was fantastic and she was African American. And she literally, you know, she had, she was so sweet about it because she showed me these different ones. And I'm like, look, I'm aging. My hair's changing. I need to upgrade it. And she's like, did you ever try a co-wash? I'm like, what the fuck's a co-wash? So then she tell explains that, which it was amazing. And then she, and then I was like, okay, well now I need my daytime care. So she hand she, she handed me this one and I was like, oh, this don't like the smell of this. I was like, but this one smells amazing. And then she's like, yes, yeah, sweetie, that's not for you. Oh my and God, I was I like, you. and I didn't get it at first because mm-hmm. I just wasn't thinking about the differences. And I was like, do you think you can mix them together? And she's like, you know, no one's ever asked me that. <laughs> and so I bought them. Do not mix them together. They turned into curdled cheese, by the way. And so I immediately was like, oh, that's not going to work. But then the funny part was, is the one that worked was literally the one that she's like, that's not for you. And so when I went back, I go, guess which one worked? And she's like, you're kidding. And then I was like, no. She goes, this just changes the way I sell it. And I was like, awesome. So, I mean, but at the same time, we could have that conversation, mm-hmm. but like with my husband, if there's another Islander, he's going to go hang, because it's familiarity, mm-hmm. familiarity of culture. It's not, it's not a separation thing. It's just, you know, it's, that's well, yeah, all it is. I think it's a really good thing now because, I mean, not everyone, but like my grandpa's side in particular, I don't have a lot of connection with my German heritage on that mm-hmm. side, and I'm third generation i mean my grandpa was born in the 30s yeah and like his parents had moved over here like two years before that and uh and that happens a lot with american society is that like you move over here because we're all made of immigrants mm -hmm. 
And like, and that's, that's the point. Like we all came over here, we're a melting pot of culture. And then what ends up happening is after generation after generation, you become Americanized and then you lose a lot of that. Well, and the other thing was that he lost, uh, a lot of it because they were, uh, not in a way that's comparable to, uh, minority populations, but discriminated against for being German. Completely. Yeah. Because I mean, my grandpa was... 19 at the end of the war right and his sister didn't even i mean she can understand it rest in peace but uh she didn't speak it nearly as well as my grandpa and yeah my great grandpa for a really long time spoke really broken english and stuff and uh it's just sad to like lose your culture to that Mm -hmm. i agree and it's it's good now that people can be like more open about like the stuff they were so they're like less like less inclined right one of my lose pieces of their culture one of my favorite things about living in california was that literally people just go up and be like dude what you mix with yeah because they notice different like different cultures and they were just very open keeled about Mm -hmm. it because they were like "Ooh, i like the way those eyes blend with your hair but that's a a unique one what do you mix with like i just need to know and it was just a very easy conversation which this is me coming from the bubble that i was in the midwest where the midwest things are so cultured and like it's just it's just i it was crazy but i do have to ask a couple of questions go for it because like, I'm not old as dirt, but I'm becoming old as dirt. But Yo, I have one for you, especially since this is the uh, Impressions episode. Did you live in Boston for a particular no. point of your life? No, I didn't. Is the wicked just a general, like, a the thing? Wicked? You say wicked a lot. Do I say wicked? I didn't notice. You, Do I? In, in your promo, you called something like wicked cool. And you've been using that word. I make, sweetie, I make up a lot of fucking words. <laughs> um, and I actually will say things and then people are like, I don't know what that is. I'm like, well, I just made it up. And then I, I use words that I like and sometimes it's just, it comes out and whatever. I did not, I've been to Boston, mm-hmm. but I've never lived there. Um, I was actually, most people don't know this, and I can't believe I'm saying this on air. I was actually born in Louisville, Kentucky. Mm-hmm. And so I was born in Louisville, Kentucky. So I actually have like a little bit of a Southern twang. When I was your guys' age, I, it would come out only when I was extremely tired or freaking pissed as shit. Mm-hmm. And then it would come out and I would have a Southern drawl. Um, if I get around some of, I used to have issues where if I got around some of the other like Texas, um, Arkansas, Georgia, with their very thick accents, I would start having the accent as well. Mm -hmm. So I don't know, maybe I've been watching people on shows and they sound like Boston and I picked them up. I have no idea. I'm basing Wicked as a Boston thing off of Goodwill Hunting, so I can't imagine how accurate it is. Oh, it could be a generation thing. Okay. Because, yeah, Goodwill Hunting was like the It movie when I was a kid. Yeah, so like... Yeah, that it was wicked sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, I need a lesson on some verbiage because I'll get it. And have you been writing down some of the things me and Bobby said have said in the last couple of days? No. Okay. But it, these are things of where I wanted your interpretation of this because I've been had it explained to me from my husband. I've had it explained to me from my daughter. I still don't seem to absorb the information Mm -hmm. and I don't understand. So like we've got, um, one, I totally understand the cancel, like when people are getting canceled and Mm -hmm. crazy, Uh but like ghosted and gaslighting. And there's something about catfishing. And I think I understand the catfish thing because it is the catfish Catfishing thing is really simple. It's just pretending to be someone else while talking to someone online. Yeah. Like, don't, okay. Don't get a call from like this Chinese girl or something. It's like, obviously, I don't know what they're talking about, but it's like the most beautiful girl ever. Yeah. It's like, that's obvious. And it's just random, some random number calling you. And like, they're probably just going to ask for money. Or something. Mm-hmm. It's not. But I thought that was fishing. No, that's catfishing. That's, I mean, that's fishing, but okay. if you use a face... Fishing would be, would be the catfishing. initial thing. Okay. Fishing would be the random phone call. Catfishing would be the pretending to be someone else. Okay, so like, hey, I'm this beautiful, blonde, mm-hmm. blonde, yeah. big boobed, whatever, and then really I'm actually five foot nothing and or whatever. Yeah. yeah exactly. Okay. Okay. So then when it comes to ghosted, is that when they just... Stop responding. 
Okay. Yeah. So, like, it's when someone... Like, if you went on a date with someone and you thought it was fine and they stopped returning your calls and stuff, that would be ghosted. Okay. And so they just don't... They just disappear. Yeah. Okay. Then the gaslighting part is probably the more complicated one that I don't get. Yeah, sort of. Why is that? It's a a complicated thing, and I also think it's, like, it's a little bit of bullshit. It's just, like, gaslighting is just lying to someone. Like, in its... Okay, it's a different variation of that, but jump in at any point, dude. I'm I'm waiting for you to step... I'm trying to think of, like... I'm, I'm waiting for Bobby to step in, but it's, like, a complicated issue. It's, like... It, at its heart, gaslighting is just lying to someone. A more okay. in-depth... Why do they call it gaslighting? Because it's like... It's used as a term like my boyfriend gaslighted me or like this guy gaslighted me. That's like most of the term. Do we know where the term even came from? No, but it's been around for a while. Know. It's just... It's been around for a while. So it's just lying it's just, and bullshitting. Yeah. Uh, but pretending of. like it's true? Yeah. Sort of. It's like gaslighting would be like. How do I fucking explain gaslighting? So basically, if something happened, like let's say, let's say I went down to the beach and I like, I basically came up and told you guys like, oh dude, I just totally just went fishing. I bought this monster thing and da da da. And you totally like, and I just bullshitted the crap out of you guys. And like, I fucking hate fishing. Like, I'd ne- like I wouldn't do that. That's like, so say you get like pissed off okay. or something. Okay. And then like, I'd keep adding fuel to the fire. Yeah. It'd be like, okay. Yeah. It, it would be like, it would be gaslighting if you were saying that not to like temporarily make you think you were make. To irritate the person. Yeah. No. It would be gaslighting if you were, like, saying that to us so that we would, like, think about you in the context of a person who fishes. If that makes sense. Does that make sense? So it's basically to embellish the reputation you want to have, even though it's a lie. It's like a manipulative lie. Is that... I think of it as something completely different. Okay, well then maybe... What do you think of it as? So, like... I'm trying to think. Say... Ah... I don't know. It's uh, it's almost like a trash talk in a sense. Okay. For me, because uh... I think of it as because the way that I ca- thought I understood it yeah. was I felt like it was basically an embellished cover up to make sort things of. look appearing to be what they should be, even though what's yeah, happening behind closed of. doors mm-hmm. is not right. But you got to understand another thing too. Is that it's kind of one of those words that, like, people throw at you. You okay. know what I mean? To, like... Does that make sense? Like, it's, it's not like a... I don't know how to put this. It's like, oh, he gaslit me. You know what I mean? Well, you guys do that a lot. You guys use the term. Uh-huh. And I'm not trying to put you in a category no, 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 at all. Sorry. Because you know I'm anti-labels and anti-category. But... I, it's one of those things where it's like there seems to be a lot of many uses for some of these words, mm-hmm. and so everyone kind of uses them differently. Yeah, exactly. So then my curiosity is like, are they the same when you go to California versus when you're in Boston oh, versus absolutely. when you're in Michigan versus mm-hmm. when you're in Texas versus when you're so like I almost feel like every place has a different use for it, mm-hmm. and then it's almost like you have to adapt, relearn the term definition to mm-hmm. use it correctly in the place that you're at. Totally. Okay. That actually helps. Cause then that makes, cause then that makes sense on why I've seen things thought I understood it. And then it was backwards and I was like, wrong. And then I just assumed I was old Yeah. and it was not because it, okay. That definitely helps. There's, I remember there's some words like my friend's wit from Arizona. They'd say, like, what's up wit. Yep. Uh, when they get drunk or like start drinking, they say I'm lit. Like I never heard that before. I did mean, you bring that to us? Or lit? did that or did that like slowly become like a My term? son's always said that. Okay. I mean, yeah. My son's always said like, let's get lit. We also or had rolled, like a party got rolled. Rolled. That's What's a good rolled? one. So like the if the cops showed right. up, the party would get rolled. Yeah. Oh um, that's a good one. I yeah. like that. That's creative. Or bard? Is bard? Is that like universal? I don't know. Bard is like, um, like if the bouncer like barred you at the door to the club. Yeah. Oh, okay. Like um, c- prevented you from coming in. Yeah. That makes sense. I do enjoy this. I do enjoy it, even though it doesn't stick and I don't use them. But yeah. it is really funny because like my kids will send me like things 
and then I'll be like, I don't know what the fuck that means. Yeah. And then and then Leo will be like, Duty, can you please explain this? Like <laughs> or like like can you explain? Because I just don't. And then he's mm-hmm. sitting there and he's like, seriously, mom, like whatever. And it just becomes a funny thing. Mm-hmm. And so and I think that's probably why I'll start saying I'm old as dirt because yeah. like my kids keep pointing out I am clearly not in the in mm-hmm. when it comes to stuff. If you find this helpful and insightful, don't forget to connect with us on Facebook and YouTube at Capital Health. That's K-A-P-I-T-O-L Health. And also don't forget to check us out at CapitalHealth.com to subscribe to our newsletter and get wicked awesome updates when we post new blogs so that you can stay in the loop when it comes to your health and wellness. Okay. Wait, can I grab another one of these? Yes, go for it. So we definitely, it's summertime, summer vacation, so we're just making sure we are drinking. Hey, get me one too. Okay. (laughs) So, um, I want to talk about impressions that we make when it comes to like friends and our family, mm-hmm. um, the differences between like our, the perspective, right? It's yeah. like, okay, it's like we're making these impressions on our friends. We make these impressions on our family members, mm-hmm. but at the same time, there always seems to be like a duality between our personalities. So it's like, we have this duality when it comes to, Hey, my my friends know me as this because that's the side you feel comfortable sh- yeah. showing and expressing, right? And then you've got, thank you, buddy. Then you've got also the impression that you're making on your family because you never are fully showing all of you mm-hmm. in either. Just open and crack it. Just do it. We're good. So, like... We are organic on this podcast. We do not focus on the bullshittery. It is all real. So, and these viewers know it. They love it. And the feedback is good. Apparently, we're hit, <laughs> we're hitting oh, 22, 23 you're countries. Hitting, you're hit, oh, I thought you were going to say 22 to like 45 year olds. Like I'm hitting Actually, no. My demographic is, my primary demographic is between 23 and 27 oh. of age group. Oh. And yeah. They want to listen to this. Yeah, like, what the fuck? Is- which is part of the reason why I was like, hello, I need to have the youth on mm-hmm. so that this old ass can start understanding my demographic. Mm-hmm. The second thing is, the other part of my demographic is actually like that, um, what is it, that 40, 45 to 50 range. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in that part, I like kind of predicted, but I was never anticipating getting the youngsters. Yeah. And then on top of it, we're starting to hit around 20, I think we're at 22 or 27 countries. Wow. And so it's kind of, it's very cool. I mean, I love the whole system because you can see it and you can like know what's going. What was the country that got you, that surprised you the most that you got to listen from? That's a really good question. Um, I had a, I was, okay, I wasn't surprised on Italy because I have clients that went to Italy, mm-hmm. and so I was like, oh, okay, yeah, whatever. Um, Australia listens, which I'm like, okay, it's English. and um, But I've had some, like, Russian, some German. I've had some, um, I've even had, what is that one country that I can't think of right now that I was really surprised about? It was, like, Turkey or something. Uh-huh. And I was like what like <laughs> why and I would like I'm like sometimes some of me wonders is it because one of my titles was similar to a song and then they just happened upon oh, it by yeah, accident yeah, yeah, type yeah, of thing yeah, yeah. but who knows you, you never know the fact that they're still on the list like once once they come on the list mm-hmm. sometimes they drop off the list because they you don't keep up but that has to do with other semantics mm-hmm. but when it comes to impressions on family what I'm really am interested in is I've noticed we only show versions of ourselves to certain people, especially when it comes to like friendships versus family. Mm-hmm. And it's like one of the things I like over the years, it's like, okay, my family knows me as this one, like as being blah, 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 like mm-hmm. being X. But at the same time, I have so many components between like X, Y, and Z that make mm-hmm. me who I am. But then it's like at a client, I can only show them why. Or and when it's like a yeah. friend, you like your friends you pick because you can show them all of your deck mm-hmm. and then they still accept you. Or at least that's what true friendship is supposed to be. Yeah. True friendship is supposed to be, here I am with all my fucking shit. You still accept me. There's not judgment. You embrace me for mm-hmm. who I am. And then you're not going to, like, you're going to help guide me because you love me. You're not going to, like go away Mm -hmm. family should be the same fucking way 
And it's not. That's a complicated issue. You don't choose your family. Okay, we'll talk about that a different time. But (laughs) but the thing is, it's like, at the same time, it's like, okay, yes, you get born into it. But at the same time, it's like, okay, if the love is there for your family, Mm -hmm. like, you know, you're born into it. They love you. They embrace you. They, like, they're part of your growth and becoming who you are. They make massive impressions in your future. Oh, absolutely. Why do we have this, like... It's almost like the ego gets in the way of the opinion of how you the person should be living. Well, that's true. But the other thing is, it's not like I would be friends with, like, a... Or, like, a close friends in a way that I am with my, like, uncles that I am... Like, there, there's a huge age gap. That's another Right, thing. and there's and there's inappropriateness. Like, there's yeah. no... Re- you don't need to be going and talking to your uncles about, like, indiscretions or... Yeah, no, no, Like, no, no. Yeah. you know, any relationship-ish. Like, there's some stuff that you remain mm-hmm. private. And I'm not talking about that stuff. I'm talking more about, you know, it's like... How do we get our family to start waking up and seeing us for who we are mm-hmm. without un- rocking their boat? Does that make sense? Yeah, I get that. I don't know. But it's also like, as long as they have your back and they love you, do they really need to? Like, in an ideal world, they would accept you for who you are and know you. But That's a good point. As long as they love you on a base level, accept at least the side you show to them and will have your always, back. Not all families do that. Not all they always do that. But, and like, we'll have your back. Isn't that kind of enough? Yes. Isn't actually, that like kind yeah. of the point of a family structure? I mean, because one of the things I notice, especially amongst us cousins, mm-hmm. we don't really talk about the nitty gritty details of stuff. It's just that we see each other, we embrace each other, yeah. and we're like, okay, let's rock and roll. Let's fucking hang out. Mm-hmm. And then we just we just are. Because we already already know each other, personalities, like whatever, and we just blend in. Yeah. But it's like, when there's hard stuff... That we, like, you go through. It's almost, it's almost like we go through a lot of that stuff with our friends and not as much. We might have some family members that we reach out to, but it's not, it's not a lot. Or they won't know all the details. Unless you're Donna. Because Donna knows everything. Mm-hmm. And then she <laughs> updates everyone. And then yeah. nobody ends up asking, how are you? Because like, everybody already is updated. Yeah. Right? Okay. So when you... How were you about with, from when you guys were growing up, and parental impressions upon you? Because what I, this is, and the reason why I'm asking this is not not to expose parents and not to expose your guys' personal opinions on things. But basically, what what I I tell a lot of my clients and I tell a lot of people I work with is that in every relationship, especially when it comes to like your parent dynamic. There's 50% of them you're absolutely going to love, 50% of them that you absolutely hate, okay? Mm -hmm. Then you've got the 50% that you absolutely, that love gets put in that corner. Hey, we don't have to work on that. That's perfectly awesome. Mm -hmm. You've got the 50% that you actually despise. 25% of that is not changeable whatsoever because it's a personality trait. It's either... Like, it's accept it or don't. Mm -hmm. It's really, it goes into the category of saying, hey, can I tolerate that portion of them to the point where it's not an issue and we can still have relationships and still build? Then you've got the 25% that you still don't like, but it's possible change. There's possible change to work with and come to a compromise if both parties are willing to work on it. Mm -hmm. Do you guys feel like you guys get heard in a sense of being able to like be compatible when it comes to friendships and it comes to like, or is that is like, is that something that you utilize when you're selecting your friends? I mean, with family, you don't get to select them, but at the same time, there's some working wiggle room, right? Uh huh. I'm giving this one to Bobby. I know. He's so quiet in the yeah. corner. He's like, I don't Especially know if I can talk Abby about and Bobby can talk about this more because like, it's not like my cousin's here talking about this with me. I'm handing the mic off to Bobby. Yeah. Nobody has to know that you're, you don't have to tell your dad you're on this. You no, can talk. I'm just I, kidding. I was, <laughs> okay. <laughs> no. Um, what was your question? 
my question. It was fairly long-winded. It wasn't. Like, it was. Yeah. I do go on these things, and I try to circle around. So I'm basically talking about like when you are selecting like your friends. Yeah. Does that influential part? become a factor like are you willing to work and engage on it and then do you feel like you're able to work and engage within your family unit like with my mother uh-huh. there's a lot of obstacles that we've had to endure you know like her mental illness we've i've talked about it on the show numerous times she listens to every fucking podcast that i do both podcasts by the way and i still don't understand how that fucking happens. So yes, hi mom. I appreciate you. (laughs) (laughs) So, but one of the things that's amazing with her is that she listens to me and works with me. And the, the things that are part of her mental illness that she's incapable of change that has driven me fucking nuts. My entire childhood, I finally came to the realization in my twenties that it wasn't her fucking fault. It was part of her illness. It was part mm-hmm. of the way that she was. And then she has this personality of, hey, I can work with, you know, like, hey, I understand this. And then I talk to her about those things. I'm like, hey, look, by the way, it really bothers me when you throw, throw us under the bus. Because she has a longing passion to be so close to her siblings because she loves them so dearly mm-hmm. that sometimes she will embellish a story that makes my family look bad and it throws us under the bus and it bothers me. Mm-hmm. She's no, she's fully aware about it. And, but she doesn't really, sometimes realize she does it until I have to point it out to mm-hmm. her. But it's one of those things where we point it out and then she's like, Oh, I really need to be more mindful or she'll have a tendency to paint a picture to make it look prettier and it's like, no, mom, this is the time where your siblings actually need to know mm-hmm. the gritty detail because I'm fucking by myself in this. Mm-hmm. And I, it's not okay for me to always be alone handling everything. I mean, I'm 39 and I feel like I'm 70 on the inside. Yeah. And so it can be very stressful and hurtful. But it's not... Do you have siblings? I do. I have a sister that's estranged. Oh, we talked about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I have yeah. a sister that's estranged, not on my part, but more hers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and she's going through her own stuff. And to be perfectly honest, I it does not matter. I will always be, be there to back her up no matter what, mm-hmm. 100%. Um, and I don't have issues with her. Mm-hmm. But there's a little bit, a lot of it I think has to do with our upbringing. There was an incident where somehow she got word that I talked shit about her husband, but I never would because it's completely against my moral grounding whatsoever. And then it became apparent to me that she just didn't know who I was Mm -hmm. and she didn't understand me. And I think sometimes it might be easier for her to just cut off and be able to live her life and not have to be sucked into the, um, the vortex crap that we were born into. Yeah. I'm surprised that's the first rerun we've had of, like, something that I've asked you about that I'd already asked you before. Why? Because I say so much. Because we've had such... We've had so many conversations over the last... That I'm surprised I know. that's, like, I have, the first thing I have a lot. Okay, you're not getting away from this question, though. Yeah. Uh, well, I heard my dad was talking to Suze. I mean, I heard... From him, that Suze wasn't doing well recently. Okay. So he's spreading the word. Like, he's, he, like, well, your dad's always, your dad's really good because he's so mindful about things when it comes to that. Yeah. And it's, like, even though he may not always be physically present and involved, he always mentally is always. Yes. And it, it always surprised me because, like, your dad's always had that thing where, Sometimes he's emotionally inequipped to handle certain things. Like, because the connectivity mm-hmm. is what I mean in reference to it. But it doesn't mean that he doesn't feel it. Like, it's on, on the surface, yeah. he can't express it. But at the same time, internally, still, yeah, yeah he's still. totally there. Mm-hmm. And that's what I really like. And I've watched him grow significantly over the years. Because you, you have to understand, like, you know, I was, like, t- I was, it was like 17 when mm-hmm. you were born. So, like... You know, I was watching him grow up and mature in his later years. And I've been amazed with some of the transformation that he's done because I've seen such amazing growth. But at the same time, it's also like I've been waiting, Mm -hmm. you know, like I've been waiting for it because like I got a rude awakening with my with my past and what I was born into. It was like, wake the fuck up. You got to deal with your shit. 
and you have to be a survivor now and then oh by the way now you understand quality of life where not everybody really gets that mm -hmm. but everybody i feel like you understand that you've always kind of you've never really dealt with a lot of bullshittery what do you mean just like getting it wrapped up into some of the semantics of growing up you know like you you you're always seem more like more enlightened perspective, more laid mm -hmm. back, very understanding. And I don't know if you feel that way, but that is how you, yeah. your impression upon people yeah. is you are just very in your, you're grounded, you're, mm -hmm. you're aware. Yeah. And it's already like, you're, you don't go in, you're 22 and you don't act like a tool. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> my son, little Rudy, yeah. love him to death, but dude, fucking like drive me crazy sometimes yeah. but it's his path and so i honor his path and he will get there because i know he's got a good heart and a good spirit and it will turn out but it's like you don't get swayed into some of that bullshittery mm -hmm. in my opinion yeah. and mean, it might be because of some of the friendships that you're choosing yeah. like Jono here mm -hmm. that also doesn't seem to get into it as much did you in your childhood yeah I'm a very, I don't know, I'm a Kurt, like, person, like, I, I don't know, I, I'm Did not, you say like, Kurt person? Yeah, like, I'm very, like, I'm not very mindful of other people's feelings sometimes. Okay. And, like, I have a tendency, like, if I'm gonna rub someone wrong, it's gonna be because I'm, like, a loud and boisterous pe person, and, like, some people mm -hmm. don't handle that well, or it's because I said something, and, like, someone misconstrued it. As something that was like an super rude or an attack, okay. but it's just kind of the way I talk. But you do understand that when most people get offended by something like that, that usually has to do with something within themselves. That oh, they have yeah, not, yeah, 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 yeah. Tra the trauma with, from within that yeah. is has no, nothing totally to do it. with yeah. you. So and it's like I try to be more polite about stuff, but like that's kind of how You try I to am. give a softer approach, yeah. which is very respectable. My husband, at the same time, he's just like, I don't give a fucking rat's ass anymore. Like, well, but he's I just also, think he's, he's you know, almost 50. married and has kids, so he has to worry about that a little bit less. I don't in think that's the reason why. Life. I know that's not the reason why, but like, in his social life, he has the, he has more of a, both of you guys do have more of a choice to be who you are. True. Because True, we're like, in purely, our. Because you're yeah. in your, like, not like you're. Well, because we're in our relationship in, yeah, and we're fully accepted yeah, exactly. and, we, and we have that thing. Like mm -hmm. with your, and that's kind of one of the things that was referring to before is that when you choose your friendships, there's that like acceptance. You're showing a part of yourself. Mm -hmm. Is there a gap? Where is your hesitation in revealing more of who you are to your family? Do you feel like you reserve yourself or do you feel like you guys show you who you really are? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not super reserved around my family just because I'm not like, I'm not like Bobby where I'm like the youngest, but like we're younger. Me and my little sister, we're only like a year apart. It's like 18 months. So we were always kind of the babies. Okay. And like my cousins are significantly older than me, like you are with Bobby, but like they're seven or eight years older than me. Like they were both in my, they were little, but they were both in my parents' weddings. Okay. And like they're, one of my cousins is like nine years older than me because he's 20, he's 31 now. And he's about to, I think he just got engaged. Sean, I, I don't think you'll ever listen to this, but congrats. I haven't had a chance to tell you yet. And my other, uh, I didn't, fuck, I didn't text Colin either. Congrats, Colin, if you ever, Margie, if you ever listen to this. Congratulations on the third. They just had their third kid. Awesome. And so they're just like entirely different stages of life than me. Well, that, I mean, there, there's that, but like. I but, oh, sorry. Yeah. I didn't really answer your question. I just gave you a family <laughs> I was history. like, let's roll back But um, I felt less of a pressure. Obviously, I'm not like the me I am. Honestly, around like you and Bobby, it's not the same. But it's like, I, I, I don't feel like the pressure, especially since everyone in my family is fairly accepting. Okay. And uh, I don't feel as much of the pressure because I'm kind of the youngest. Whereas like, by the time I had the sense to like, act differently around my family we were kind of like the youngest so it wasn't like there was anyone younger than us to like pressure obviously not to be like a rude asshole but like does that make sense i actually i think you nailed it with pressure 
I think sometimes, so one of the things about Nana Jean that I always noticed is she had a certain level of standards of what was appropriate and not appropriate. And so there was a certain way that you could act at certain times, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And so it was like, you know, if we were eating dinner, you had to dress a certain way, you had to act a certain way. It was just an expectation. my, My dad's head is a little bit more like that, but especially with my grandpa, but I also think that it has to do with the generation. Yeah, but I, my grandpa, I think, like, as much as, not that my sister and him didn't have a close relationship, he had both daughters. Mm-hmm. So he was just so excited to have, like, a grandson. Right. That he kind of took some of that pressure off to okay. act a certain way. He, I mean, obviously not all of it, but, like, he was very accepting of me because I was kind of, like, not his only choice, but, like. Sort of like that. And my grandma has always just been really cool. Well, see, and I, like, this is the thing. And so, you know, like, Griffin, when he starts dating someone, the first people he really, like, he's he's told me that my husband and I are, like, some of the first people he likes to introduce yeah. us to. And the reason is, is because we are open. We are inviting. We don't give a shit about we're just like people are people like oh let's get to like whatever even if we are like i don't really like them we're not we're just like oh they're unique or though there's a little bit different hey we just we don't have the same frequency or simpatico on personalities or whatever but i would hope in the future that my kids don't reserve a portion of themselves to me because they're concerned of my opinion. I don't think you're going to have that problem. Because you're very open with your kids. <laughs> but it's almost also, too much. Like, no, but it's also sometimes. weird in that because, like, honestly, the person I'm, when I start dating someone, the person I um, am most scared to uh, introduce them to is my sister, who's arguably, not that my parents aren't accepting, but is, like, the most accepting of me. But it's because of how much I care about her. Right. It's because she hits that level of respect. G-Daddy terrified me. Also, she tells Anytime me he to wanted to talk, she I thought I did something fucking wrong. Mm-hmm. Anytime that he's like, I need you to do this. And I was like, <laughs> fuck, what happened? And like, all the time. It was because his level of respect, because of his level of importance, was so high That's to me and so valued that even when my husband, first time he met him... One of the only people, I, th- I think outside Uncle Jim, because I think Uncle Jim asked asked for Donna's hand. First mm-hmm. time he met him, asked for my hand in mar- marriage, asked for my hand in marriage at the dinner table at the house in Indian Wells. Yeah. In front of everybody. In front of everyone at the dinner table, and I put my head down <laughs> and looked in my lap because I was embarrassed and like, oh shit, I've been doing adult things and you probably don't know about it. And like, and that's where it went. And he was like, and he looked directly at me and then Rudy just lost all his confidence. He just looked at me and was like, what the fuck, honey? You just let me out to dry. And then I just was like, I was like, because it was that. I gotta, I don't know, you gotta, like, not, if it was me, that's a ballsy fucking move. No, no, my husband's got cojones. (laughs) There's no question about it. But it's also the fact that, like, you know, it was me revealing, like, a part of myself that never was opened and embraced because it was like, it wasn't that it wasn't gonna happen. Mm -hmm. It's just. You get nervous when you're going from a child to an adult and you're still figuring yourself out. But then at the same time, there's this reservation that you have that you're just like, oh my gosh, what are people going to think about this? Even Mm -hmm. though Nana Gina always taught us never to care what people thought, but at the same time, she still cared what people thought because that was the generation. But I feel like some of that also has to do like with generations as we shift over and as we're merging like we're losing a lot of the quarks per se that you know used to hinder us from doing that yeah but anyway okay guys we are starting to wrap up thank you guys so much for being on the capital live today you guys are amazing i absolutely love you both of you and like seriously you guys are incredible a lot i was really nervous (laughs) i'm not gonna lie were you really a little bit yeah stop you're so funny. But, um, yeah, I mean, if you ever want us to come on again, we'll talk Oh, my God, I totally like, will. We'll hop on a Discord call. I don't know if you can record yeah. Discord Yes, calls. well, yeah, there's ways to do it, and I'll have mm-hmm. some of my techie clients show me how to do that. 
Thanks for joining me today on The Capital Life, where we talk about all the things. Join me next Saturday when we our episode is called Rocket Fuel. Don't forget to subscribe and follow on YouTube and Facebook at Capital Health. That's K-A-P-I-T-O-L Health. Please share with your friends and family. The Capital Life is available on all podcasting platforms except Pandora because they suck balls. Our goal on The Capital Life is to provide a safe place to get information with when especially when it comes to your health and wellness and dealing with all of life's phases, remember to take care of yourself because you're somebody's everything.